Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My favorite easy story, man. I've got a few, but my favorite one. See, like the second year we're in Tenerife, right? This is that this is that unbelievable when I'm gonna tell you you're not gonna believe me. But if you know Greasy, you'll know. Like see see when Greasy's drunk, mate, it's just I, I think that like there's just bluebirds tweeting in the air, the sun's like a big jellyfish, like he just sees cartoons running about. Do you know what I mean? I just think he's got no perspective of what's running about him in the world. So uh, we that we, we went out on a Saturday again, the gaffers not really letting you go out, but we've had a good scoop. But then on the Sunday, the gaffer says, right, you can go to a beach club during the day, but you can come back at nine. But uh, see the thing with Greg says, mate, he's the biggest lightweight in the world, but he'll last the full time. Right. He'll just be his peak level the full time. So we're at this kill in a beach club, right? So Greg's okay, lightweight and steaming. So typical Greg's when he's out and he's drunk, he just falls asleep. So he's fell asleep at the beach club in Kelowna, right? And I used to always try and make cranky people or whatever, right? So I, I was like, right, I'm getting him here. So I just got, it was me, Scott Arfield, uh, Lee Wallace and Jamie Murphy. So I just got a picture of a guy with swimming shorts on and his boss hanging out his swimming shorts, right? So I just, I just got a picture off of Google. So Greasy wakes up and I was like, oh no, Greasy, no. He's like, what, what, what? Look, Stephen, I was like, mate, look at this. Showed him the picture of the guy with boss hanging out. I was like, mate, that's from Sky Sports News. You with your boss at the Beats Club. So he's like, no way. No way! <laughs> You're paranoid. I said, mate, I swear, man, what are you doing? He said, mate, I'm sleeping, man. I'm sleeping. I said, what do you know? Fix them for? I said, oh, no. I said, like, Gaffer's going to go mental. So when he was sleeping, I got his phone, right? And I've changed my number in his phone to Walter Smith. I've changed uh, Lee, I think it was Walt, Lee Wallace or Jamie Murphy. I've changed their phone to Jim Stewart, rolly coach. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. So, typical stupid greasy, right? Because why would this even happen? I've texted him from my phone. So, he's received a phone, uh, a text, thinking it's Walter Smith. He's acting me, oh no, who's just texted me? Walter Smith just texted me. <laughs> so, I've texted him soon. I've texted him saying, like, greasy son, just seen your boss on Sky Sports News, fuck's sake, man. Like, something like that, right? He's like, oh no, he's seen it, he's seen it on Sky Sports News. <laughs> So this full time, he's generally hitting his boss on Sky Sports News. So we get back to the hotel, right? And uh, mate, it got to, we kept it going for like two hours, three hours. Me and Waldo are greeting, man. I'm going away, phoning, like he's still believing it. So I'm like to Waldo, 
right, let's try and like rip the arse out it now so he starts to believe it's no true because we're going to need to tell him it's no true at some point. So I text him as Walter Smith saying, listen, son, I'm in Tenerife. Come, Mom will go to a training pitch tomorrow and I'll do we have volleys in you. Are you practicing catching up <laughs> Mate, Walter Smith's about 70. He's never <laughs> off-volleyed the boy to Greece. He's had. So Greece's like that. Greece's sitting at the bar, steaming like, no way, man. No way. I was like, what's up? He's like, oh, man, we go down to the pitch to have volleys. <laughs> Mate, I'm like, no way. So like, he's no told is it? And then he takes Walter Smith back like, nah, gaffer, my back's fucked and all that. Wait, honestly. So we just, mate, we, we still, I was just honestly crying about it. So I, 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 I two goes down, mate. I eventually tell him it's a joke. And he got me so relieved, mate, so relieved. Oh, mate, that's the best story I've ever heard on you. It is. It's, it's no, it kills me as well. I used to have all the texts on my old phone. But I don't have them in this new phone. But uh, mate, anytime we're out, we still tell this story to loads of people and that. But. Playing pool, playing snooker, any prankies? One of them actually involved snooker. I am, well, both of them. There you go, both of them involved snooker. Um, so he got a snooker table in his gaff and I thought, do you know what I could do with that? Because obviously it was easier for him to come to me because obviously the kid's running about and that. Mm-hmm. He was like, if I can get out for an hour or whatever, then sign. So I was like, do you know what? I had a big room um, that one of them could fit in. So I was like, give us the snooker. Give us the snooker guy's number and I'll text him what I want. So he was talking me through what he wanted, all the cushions and all that. So I just loved all that. So I text this guy. Uh, he phoned me. He phoned me. So I'm like, hi, mate, how are you? He's like, Cockney accent. He went, Rob. I was like, he's not Cockney. I was his assistant manager. So I've texted I've text assistant manager talking about snooker table. So I've walked in the next day and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, snoddy. But me and him were just sitting at a coffee. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't even as if he was entertaining oh, the crowd. It's me and him and I'm like, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, me and you are sitting having a coffee and you just caught, gave me, butchered them was gave me coffee and then we were playing, we were playing, we were playing snooker in my house and we had these wee bolts in the snooker table that always used to fall off, right? But Snod's, because he was injured, he was eating really well, so he was having these wee protein, wee protein chocolate things, but they looked exactly like the the wee knobs that kept falling off. The, so he put one in the, he put one in the packet, and Griggsy was there. He went like, Griggsy, you want one? Stop hiding them up, not like, why not? He's like, he's one to do, but Griggsy went like, Nash's fell out there. Me and were rolling about the floor, Brilliant. and honestly, to this day, to this day, Griggs is like, I knew what it was, and you no way was he biting that hard on it. But he used to just like, I think he, he kind of thought that like, I'll come here and I'll play, but he was kind of in and out of the team. Mm-hmm. So like, Martinez would play in one game, and then next game he'd be dropped, and he'd be like, Come on, man. <laughs> Samuel Eto. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Samuel Eto. Oh, yeah. And who's he getting dropped from? Like? It's like you play like Lukaku or Morales or Aruna Kone or something. Kone, no, you can't play Kone. Do you know what I mean? But I think Martinez was like, oh, you know, Sammy, you know, we'll play you one game, we'll play you this. But uh, we played Europa League, right? Can't remember who we played Europa League. And Sammy was on the bench, but didn't have like any shorts on or socks or boots or nothing. Slips? No, but he had joggies on, oh, right? Joggies, but yeah. he didn't have any, any of his kit on. Right. And uh, Graham Jones, assistant manager, was like, Sammy! Come on, you're going on. And he was like, oh. So he's sitting on the bench, right? And, and I'm like sitting next to him. And he's going uh, to the kit man. Can you go in? Go in, get my boots. Get my boots, my shin pads, socks, everything, right? Never had anything with him. Mate, 10 minutes has gone by. And he's like, 
putting on his socks so slow, mate. Honestly, man, that was embarrassing. <laughs> he's like putting on his socks, right? He's like, oh. Graham Jones, mate, assistant manager. Brand new as well, Bonner, right? He's going, Sammy, hurry up. And Sammy's like that. <laughs> hey, this man here, the name? <laughs> assistant manager's like, the name? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing one. Yeah, I was just sitting over there. I'm like, Sammy, assistant manager, mate. He's like, who this guy? The name? <laughs> I fucking love that. Man. <laughs> there was one where he, he came in. I can't remember who we were playing, but there was always me, Bruni, Zico, Gaz, Mick, right? So he'd come straight in, no matter what, we'd get slaughtered, right? That's it. Slaughter them first, that's it. So we'd just get it in the neck. All because the you could take it like that. Uh, probably. <laughs> but was, we just got it, right? Every time, Gaz and Mick used to get tortured, right? <laughs> so did I. <laughs> and then it was always them when he went, and you're not Robo. You're just as, but in fact, you're worse, right? So we'd get it, right? So one day he comes in, you knew when he was raging, because he'd always be eating something. So there was grapes or that was going about, so he'd be so he was chewing about and he was walking. And he was, and he was, he was like, so he just stood there and it was about silence for a minute, right? Like, fuck's sake, who's getting it now? Who's the way to get it? And he goes, do you know what, lads? He says, um, if I was in the trenches, in the wars, remember the first World War, boys? If I was in the trenches, right? And here's my missus, here's my boys, my kids and all the rest of it, right? And our trenches, 30 yards away, people try to kill me, guns, you know, the way he goes on. And, and, and he goes, do you know what? I wouldn't take you with me. Right, so he points to Andy Hinkle, right? And Andy Hinkle's like, uh, listen, you wouldn't come with me. So he's looking about, right? And he's looking about, and Hinkle was Donati, and he says to Donati, you definitely wouldn't be with me. Right? And he looks around, right? And in Celtic's dressing room, was a big, huge pillar, right? Huge pillar over one side there, right? And big Georgia's Samaras, right? Sitting behind the pillar. So he's looking around, right? And he went, I see a big Greek prick. You wouldn't be with me either, right? <laughs> 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 Brilliant, eh? We're up at St Andrews, we went to Scotland, get the Guinness, and we had a <laughs> we had a we had a photograph to do in the afternoon for show racism, the red card, mm -hmm. right? Oh, you're not you're not buying us. So usual, all the boys are there, and they've got all the cards, and it's show racism, the red card. So me, oh, time keeping again. Ten minutes late, running. All the boys are there. And and I can see they're all raging at me, right? So I'm running down, and they've all got the benches up, and they're all positioned perfectly, right? So I've got to come in the front, and Tam's at row at the back, and I've got to throw them up. Sorry, lads, sorry, lads. They're all raging at me, right? Raging, right? So I go in, I go to sit down, but I've not got my card. And they're all raging. And Tam leans over, and he goes, Oh, he says, Give that orange bastard that shorty. <laughs> shorty says I'm a red card, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Stitches. Brilliant. Uh -huh. I mean, what a line. <laughs> She's getting that orange B, that show racism the red card. And it, it's one of the best ever in the whole place. Oh, I can still, oh, fantastic. These two together must have been something. Oh, I loved them. Uh -huh. So I loved them. The second time I marked Duncan, and don't forget, I'm only 20, and I'm not the tallest. I'm only six foot. I'm not the tallest centre. I'm just under six foot. So I'm marking Ferguson, because no one else has really got the bottle to mark him. So when I first got in the Liverpool team, it's almost Spice Boys before. If we played Arsenal, I marked Tony Adams. If we played Man United, I marked Yappy Sam. Well, I'm not even that Marshall, big. Uh -huh. I don't think Ruddock was playing to be fair, but I wasn't that tall. But I was like, I'll be up for the type of thing out. So I marked Ferguson. Because he was that good in the air, we said, well, okay, why don't we put, or the manager said, put Michael Owen on him as well. Almost one in front, one behind. Yeah. So on a corner, if he's going to, he can't run forward. Try and block him, block him off. 
So the first one, he's done it great and he can't move. So the second one, he's just, you can see what's going on. He's just going, fuck off. <laughs> Hit me right in the lip. And I've just gone like, whoa, what? And then the corner's coming. It's just like, whoa, what happened there? <laughs> So then Michael Owen comes in at half time. He goes, Are you okay? Are you okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> he obviously can't speak. He's up front, I'm at the back. He hasn't spoke to me since. You know what? Like, I can't believe what I've just seen. I was like, Oh, it's fucking hell. Don't worry oh, about it. That, don't, don't right, I need to ask you a big Gabriel CC came in in January. What kind of guy? Because he seems like he's miles off at me. Mad, someone told you to ask me about him. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was it as a story. Oh, lad, there's a story there. I don't think I've told anyone. Go but, um, on, what a guy, come on, this is amazing. It's quite embarrassing, like, but big jibs come in. Um, obviously, hell of a career, European champion and all that. But he's, he started just to, to annoy me. You know, he's a bit of a selfish bastard. He's a striker, isn't he? He's a striker, so he's a bit of a selfish one. And there's a few things. He used to, used to have this array of cars, about seven, eight, nine, ten cars. He'd leave them all in the car park at the training ground. He'd just use it as his own car park. <laughs> That's one thing. And there were some decent cars. <laughs> Then he'd come in. He used to have his own fashion label. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He'd come in into the, into the change room in a skirt, long boots. Notice, like... A skirt, just a bit eccentric, uh-huh. and then the, the tipping point was we we, we got we do get beat by we got beat six nil six one away at Chelsea, which is a local derby for QPR. We're six nil down. Fernando Torres is playing like he had a Liverpool shirt on for Chelsea. You know what I mean? Not not very rarely. Like uh-huh. um, he, he scored a hat trick that day and run the show. Gibral Cisse scores a goal to make it six one with five minutes to go. And he's running down the touchline like he's won the World Cup, going, yeah, in front of the fans. And I'm going, is this lad for real? Is this lad for fucking real? They're just little things like that. So we'll get to the story. So we're playing Blackburn away the Saturday. We're training at Loftus Road on the Friday. Okay, we're on the ground. This, we're at the main stadium. Doing a bit of shape. Bang, I go into the back of Gibral says, not, not a bad tackle, just leave him on the floor. And he's crying and he's, he's shouting and I'm going, Jib, lad, you're in England now. You're going to get these every Saturday, so come on, get up. And he's, he's effing and blinding at me. I'm going, listen, get up. You're in England now, son. Crack on. So, a bit further on, I get the ball. I'm running down the line. Big Jib takes off and gives me, boom, big side, side tackle. 
from my hip down and empties me out and I've lost my barnet now. I've lost it because all these little things are building up in my head. I turn around, I'm running at him. I'm thinking, I'm going to batter this lad here. <laughs> so start. Windmilling. 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 I've gone to headbutt him yet. I've gone to headbutt Jibro CC. Wow. So I've gone, bang, Liverpool kiss. He's ducked. I've headbutted the top of his head, which is not the best place to headbutt anyone. And my nose has gone, poof. <laughs> Broken nose, blood, claret everywhere. I've lost it even more. And I'm windmilling. It gets broken up. I get sent in. I get sent in. Um, into the changing rooms. Mark Hughes comes in and goes, what's happening here? What the, what's wrong with you? I said, I need to leave. I, said, I need to leave. I can't, I can't work in this environment because I lose my shit too much. There's too many cowboys here. Um, <clears throat> he calms me down. But then the Saturday comes. I lose my place in the team. I get put on the bench. I've got this big frigging broken nose. I've got I two black eyes. <laughs> I've got two black eyes. Jibro C says playing. And I'm like, what's going on here? But Joey, Joey, like we still have a, um, a group chat every now and then on Zoom. And they say it's officially the worst fight they've ever seen <laughs> on a football field. The Inverness manager, now John Robertson, he took over it. John Robertson was there for a while. He was funny. Uh, <laughs> My, my lasting memory of John Robertson just involves him taking a shit in the bus in every away game. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Every game? Every single game of foul fail, right? The first game, he walks on the bus and he's a pooper in his hand, like, and you know the wee toilets in the bus, like, he barely can piss on them. <laughs> so we're all sitting up the back of the bus and he comes up and he's in there and he's the pooper and everybody's sort of looking, pooper, right? I must take a pooper on the piss or whatever. So we're sitting there doesn't come out for about 10 minutes. And we started looking at it. Surely not. So we sort of left it the first game, right? Next away game, two weeks later, bus pulls up. As if he's waiting on the bus. On the bus. The bus hasn't even left yet. And he's in the bog. And that was his nickname then. Shite the bus. That's his nickname. But, uh, Did he know that? No, he didn't know that. But he, was, he wasn't there way long. Ah, it was Wes Burns. So Wes Burns had given... So he had a hamper from his agent like the agency it was a Harrods hamper or something oh nice and he left it obviously in his place and the boys so Kenny and that took the chocolates out had it ate the chocolates they were brilliant by the way um, then had a shite in it smeared smeared it so it didn't look wrapped it back up wrapped it back in the big box and it looked brand new you would never have noticed wow and everyone sort of forgot about it like it sort of like it went unnoticed until like Sort of January, I don't know, when we came back, Jan mid-January, say. And the boys were sort of on, I think it was on the away game, one, on the bus on the way down, and it must have clicked with someone thinking, like, I wonder where that box is. Like, what's he done with it? So then the boys sort of started making jokes with him, like, like Wes, what, what happened to that hamper? Did it taste like shite or what? Like, having a laugh, right? So, so the boys are, like, having that banter, and Wes is like, what's going on here, like? And he's like, I've given that hamper to my neighbour because they looked after my dogs over Christmas. <laughs> Mate, as soon as he said that, all the boys were like, oh no, oh no. Like, we're going to have to tell him that. So one of them told him and he was like, nah, please tell me you're joking. Like, <laughs> please tell me you're joking. Like, I've gave it to her. I don't know if she's opened it or not. Like, I don't know what's went on. So then we said to him, look, you're going to have to text her like, and say to her like, that Harrods hamper that I, that I gave you. 
whatever you do, don't eat the cho- <laughs> don't eat the chocolates. So I think he done it. And well, the did he go around the bus or te- text on the bus? He texted I. He texted on the bus like a massive thing because he was nervous as well because it was like he was like, oh, like is there anything wrong with this? Like, can she like phone the police or that on me? Like, I gave her a, a box of shit. <laughs> so he's like, well, she could torture me here or that. So then the boy's like, right, you're going to have to text her. You're going to have to text her. So he texts her, basically saying, um, do not open that hamper. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry, but the boys thought it was, <laughs> the boys thought it was funny to have a shite in the chocolates. <laughs> the boys thought it was funny to have a shite in the, in the chocolates. So please don't, don't eat it. And to be fair to this, I think it was an older lady, maybe she messaged, <laughs> she messaged back saying like, Oh, what are them boys like? I'll throw it in the bin or something. Oh, man, it was honestly the best story you'll ever hear, man. We went on a pre-season trip to Portugal. Not pre-season, mid-season, that season. Probably to try and make sure that we try and galvanise for the second half, try and stay in the Premiership. It was the biggest stag do you've ever seen. <laughs> yes. It was a four-day of, like, monster proportions. Me, Kev McDonald, and, you know, Brian Easton, Ham- yeah, Ham- yeah, yeah. Hamilton captain. We stayed in this really plush apartment block, hotel apartment, and him and I were staying in, him and I and Kev had an apartment, three-bedroom apartment. We'd been out one of the nights, came back, and uh, just messing about in the living room or whatever, and an egg fucks me off the back of the head. I'm like, okay, right, so it's going to be like that, is it? (laughs) The biggest food fight you've ever seen. (laughs) Now, I mean, like, it got really out of hand quickly. Things escalated. Like a pineapple missed my head by like a quarter of an inch. So eggs, tomatoes, the fridge was emptied because it was fully stocked for us for each apartment. Woke up in the morning, I've come through in the buff into the lounge. And I, oh no. We are in big fucking trouble. What a place wrecked? But I was trying to work it out. There was smashed pictures, there was fucking tables off legs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. So I'm like, Kev, Easton, get up. So I'm through and I, they're obviously still out there nuts. I'm trying to be a bit more serious because I'm older. So I'm under the kitchen getting all the like the sprays and all that. And I'm trying. You ever egg doesn't come off walls? Does it? Not oh, it? does it? Fuck! Right. I'm scraping. I'm scraping that much. There's paint coming off. They're standing laughing at me because I'm naked doing this, scraping it <laughs> off the wall. Easty goes to open the curtains so we can get a better look at what we've done. The fucking window's smashed, and there's a melon in the floor. So at this point, I'm going, look, boys, this is not good. So we tried to do the world's worst cleanup. And we're walking down to training. We're going to be training. Brian Laws obviously doesn't know that we've wrecked the room. But as we're walking down to training, I had to walk past this communal swimming pool. <laughs> I looked in the swimming pool and the table tennis table is in the swimming pool. And I was like, yeah, fucking beauty. Somebody else is getting dragged in here. So we go down to training. And Brian Laws is hold this big kind of circular meeting before we train. <clears throat> Boys, you know, we come along here to take an eye do a bit of team bonding but it's been taken far too far and he doesn't know we fucked a room at this point I'm going oh, no. but I'm looking round I'm looking round all the boys and I'm saying where's fucking big Clark Carlisle oh, he's not here honestly just you heard like somebody shouting you know those golf buggies that the cleaners use with the towels in the back oh, yeah. comes like Jukes of Hazard over the top of a hill lands <laughs> towels everywhere comes up handbrake turns into like the middle of the meeting right <laughs> jumps out 
He's wearing a pair of slips and a pair of brown brogues. He's like, I'm ready to train Gaffer. See, at that point, I looked at, I looked at Brian Law's face and you could just see this man knew we were getting relegated. That was us finished. Oh, oh amazing, man. Ridiculous scenes. And then, um, we're um, in the hot tub. Mick Tomo comes through. And we're like, Eastie's like, Eastie's got fireworks in his hand or something like that. He's popping fireworks off. Like, I don't know, it was a like, fire starter. Tomo comes through the back with a big toaster, all right? And like, to- he's, he's above the jacuzzi. We're like, it's not, nah, nah, nah. You, you go, you automatically, your heart's in your mouth because I'm thinking, this guy could do this. We're all, we're all like, nah, Tomo, come on, come on, come on, come on, stop, 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 come on, Tomo. He's above, he's above the jacuzzi like this. He's waiting, yeah, boys, what are you saying now, you fucking idiots? <laughs> we're like, what? I'm never, we're all like, I jump out and stuff, and he was like, don't move, I'll, I'll put it in there and that. And in the end, obviously, of course, he, he didn't put it in, but that was the time I realised this guy's mental in the head here. 